So I was probably like rushing texting you at the game. Like I don't want to be texting. Like I'm. True. I do hate that. I I know, and it's like it, when you're at the game, you want to be Snapchatting, but like also where I'm sitting, like four rows off the ice, it's it's uh, you know you don't really want to be texting a lot. I mean, I'm potentially on TV every two seconds, so like um, you don't want to do that. You know, yeah, you don't want to be get the guy caught on caught on camera staring at his phone. Want to watch the game? Uh, everyone always tells me to sit the fuck down when because uh, the seats that uh, the Red Hat owner has are f- four rows like back to the left of Tuca, so they flyers shoot on him twice, and Giroux scored the, the breakaway. I got to see that; that was awesome. I t- I told you guys about that, mm-hmm. um, and then. The tangle where I told you guys where I was chirping Vorchek, I was just like, "Oh, here's another fucking power play. Vorchek's gonna suck and just fucking turn it over." And then he like dangled a guy and like made a great pass and Lindblom buried it. And I was like, "Oh, tangle!" And I was standing up, and obviously no one else is standing up in my <laughs> orange jersey and. Got one or two texts from you know Bruins fans that I know like you know watching the game they just see me on this and just sit the fuck down sit the, sit down <laughs> you're right it's the only tie game you're right but uh, let's go go Flyers <laughs> seven in a row. Welcome, welcome, and hello, everybody. Uh, it's the Heinemann Brothers Hockey Show. Uh, I'm CJ Heinemann. I'm coming to you from Everett, Washington. Um, day before the Super Bowl for me. It's Super Bowl Sunday for my brothers. Uh, I just wanted to say in my little intro, we had kind of a crazy um, start to this because uh, our work schedules, and I was just going to say that, like, I'm glad that we always find time to do it because I was excited when we like started uh, the show and I get getting to talk hockey every week, but uh, it's uh, it hasn't lost any of that ex- excitement. So uh, just wanted to bring that at the start of the pod. So let's go to you, Lou. What's going on? Oh, nothing much uh, over here in lovely Dayton, Ohio, where it was. Negative 25 degrees on Wednesday, but it's uh, going to be 55 and sunny for Super Bowl Sunday. So what the hell? <laughs> uh, Ty, what's up? <laughs> well, uh, Lou, don't worry. Uh, not not that far from you, Puxatani Phil. You know, he, he predicted uh, early spring. Yeah, how about that? Three days later. So see, uh, uh, sorry, what did you say? No, I was, I was, go ahead, dude. Um. What did what did you say? Remind me of what you said again about how we yeah we we like to get it going and we we uh, we get together. It's easy to do it um, because this is so much fun and we have so much fun doing this podcast. So I'm also very sorry that I I I uh, I bailed on these guys uh, yesterday morning. I got to be honest to the listeners, like I, I blew it. I uh, told them I would be. Somewhere and I wasn't, so apologize for that. And I'm um, happy they uh, keep me on the pod, and, and <laughs> I'm, I'm still a brother, I guess. Yeah, Tyler, it really worked out for me because I was 
getting up at 4.30 in the morning to do the show. And, like, I work from 1 to 10 in the afternoon. So it's, like, dead center of my night. And uh, and uh, you weren't there. And, like, part of me was super relieved because I knew we were going to get it in. Like, we're not going to miss a week. <laughs> too, much, too much fun. <laughs> but, uh yeah, I, so I sort of appreciate it because now I get to just kind of come home from work and uh, talk some hockey. Perfect. Speaking of which, not Luke, sorry you... anymore. <laughs> what? I'm not sorry anymore. Oh, okay. Um, that's okay. I I was okay with it before you said it. Uh, Lou, let's go to hockey. Hockey, hockey. All right, so uh, we got some some big trades to talk about. Uh, two two big ones of note uh, to start leading us towards the deadline here in a couple weeks. Uh, first off, uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs acquire Jake Muzzin from the Los Angeles Kings in exchange for Carl Grundstrom, uh, rights to defenseman Sean Dersey, uh, and the twenty nine their twenty nineteen first round pick. Um, so I'll throw it to you guys. Uh, I mean, this pretty much fills that hole, right? Yeah, Ty, you want to start? Yeah, we always talk about how much Toronto, you know, they want to get, a, get another guy on that back end. And it's just, Lou, I think you you said something about it where Hainsey can, you know, play a little less minutes and um, just kind of even things out and even some stress off some guys on the back end. And he, he scores some goals. Uh, so uh, Stan texted me, actually. Uh, and obviously he's a he's a big Sharks fan, so he sees the Kings a lot. He said uh, Muzzin has one of the hardest shots I've he said ever seen, like just an absolute blast. And then they show the highlights of him just burying people. So he's clearly like you don't see that on the Leafs back line much at all. I mean R- Riley's nasty, but he's more of a finesse guy, more of just like you know very good passer, you know. Putting putting uh, pucks on tapes, easy money. But Muzzin is just fucking burying guys, and he's going to do a very good job for the Leafs. It's a great job by Dubas. Great job. Um, I have to agree with you. Uh, Dubas, is that the new GM's name in Toronto? Yeah. Uh, he... I think he's done kind of an excellent job so far. I mean, Lou Lamorello is certainly large shoes to fill. I mean, uh, and he's he's kind of making some good decisions the whole way, especially in a media in a media area like Toronto, or what do they call it, Ty GTA, um, the Greater Toronto Area, something like that. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I got Six. to see Jake. <laughs> I got to see uh, Jake Muzzin play a couple times live when I was uh, in California. Uh, I would I chose the Kings over over anyone else. I lived in the middle of Sick. fucking nowhere. Uh, and Jake Muzzin is an unbelievable defenseman. He, not as flashy as the guys in the Norris conversation and or uh, leading uh, defensemen in points or anything like that. But yep. um he can bury people, as Tyler said. He's got a shot. And you know what? It's super smart of Toronto to go, this is my exact need. Uh, here's a team like the Kings, who certainly uh, need help in a rebuild. And Toronto doesn't need that draft pick right now. Uh, they're full of young talent. So the prospect, I know one, the Gunderson 
I think uh, he's supposed to be pretty fucking good. But uh, I probably just butchered his name, too. Anyway, I thought it was a real good look for Toronto. That's a gun. Uh, gun sorry, Lou. Right before you go, CJ, I want to t- t- piggyback on what you said, where uh, a defenseman, where it was never me, but if you don't hear about him a lot, it's a fucking great compliment because you just like he's he's a guy where he gets pucks out, he gets pucks in, he's probably plus two, you know, like you just don't. The coaches are never worried about him. He's a top three, four guy, and that's what Muzzin is. So, what do you think, Lou? Yeah, so I mean, it's a huge piece. I mean, especially like like he's got he's got a couple rings, um, which is huge uh, to add add that kind of um, I guess just uh, prowess presence. into the locker room. Yeah, presence. Um, you know, you got him. Not, he's not a rental. You have him for a full extra year. Um, obviously, they're gonna have to play around with the cap and whatnot, and we'll see what happens um, with that. But uh, I mean, just. Solid pickup. Do you I mean, think they could uh, uh, move him at the end of this year to kind of clear up some cap space for Marner and Matthews? I think you lose other pieces. Okay. Like you have to start thinking about Marlowe a little bit. Um, no. I don't know. I, I mean, I'm just, I'm just saying. Well, I mean, I, if I mean in in uh, Maple Leaf Dreams, it's a Stanley Cup and Marlowe can retire, and then they don't have to pay him anymore. But uh, <laughs> Ty, I think Muzzin is someone that you can kind of build a decor around with that young talent. Him and Riley, for sure. They both got the uh, two different styles where, like, I think Muzzin has pretty much been a, maybe a three. You know, I don't know if he's been a, a, a second defenseman on the on the top deep pair. But <clears throat> I, I think he can be, maybe for Toronto. Well, and him and Riley are both are both left, so they're not on, they're not playing on that same line. So it really spreads them out nicely. It's another big shot for that Toronto power play too. It's just yeah, that second unit's going to get a big cannon on the top of it. Exactly. Yeah, they can play on the one and the two on the peeper. I mean, you never know if they'll be deep. Right, Lou. They're probably not going to be deep pairs, but who knows what the sticks they got. Um, I, I think Muzzin, fucking, that was a great deal, like we said. But uh, yeah, um, especially because they could have they could have gotten themselves into a lot of trouble um, going after, like for instance, Drew Doughty, talking about the Kings, um, or an Eric Carlson, or like a guy that's going to make another ten million. They could have gotten themselves into some serious trouble um, with potential offer sheets coming uh, for Matthews and Marner. Did you think they were going to? Are people going after guys like that? Like no one's going after Eric Carlson. Well, we'll see. I think I think he ends up re-signing. Honestly, in in San Jose, I wasn't sure in the beginning of the year, but it just looks like he's having a blast out there now. Uh, I mean, he's putting up points left and right, and he's just he's not going to uh, get traded in the middle of the year. Well, no, I just mean he's a free agent at the end of the year. Okay. But, but <laughs> they, I'm just saying, they in terms of in, like in terms of like everyone talking year. about Toronto needing a number one D and number one D, and obviously um, Morgan Riley has really come out into his own this year, um, which has helped them ease right, off well, that talk from the media. Like Toronto could get Carlson, and I'm like, oh, he's they brought him in for this year. Like, well, no, I'm no, I'm I'm saying they could have gotten themselves into trouble going after a big. I got you. 
number one defenseman, and they were smart and went with a guy who's just going to make them better. All right. Well, that's (laughs) not the only trade uh, that has happened, and uh, I want to let you guys know about this one so I can go to Lou first because it's his pens. Uh, But the Penguins have acquired forwards Nick Bukestad and Jared McCann from the Florida Panthers in exchange for Derek Broussard, Riley Sheehan, and three draft picks that's I correct believe. yep uh so lou what's uh what do you think i mean i i kind of can see ups and downs with this one yeah i'm 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 pretty excited because uh, as much as i was like super pumped when we when we got brass um last season he he wasn't bad but <laughs> good point <laughs> Well, I mean, and he he ran into a couple injuries, but um, so he never really got going last year. Um, And it's always tough, like sometimes coming, especially at trade deadline day, like coming into a a team and then like needing to produce with an injury. Um, But yeah, he never, he never made like a big impact. And I think like Nick Bukestad, he's a big guy. He brings like a level of of physicality to his game. That I mean, outside of Patrick Hornquist and Zach Aston Reese, who's injured right now, doesn't really exist on our team. So I think honestly, that's more the upside. I honestly, um, I would kind of miss Riley Shan um, over Derek Broussard. Um, Shan's a you know a million and a half player who plays or uh, third or fourth line who was just he just didn't really make mistakes and he was he was just a really solid guy so we'll see how uh, Jared McCann pay, pays out but um not gonna miss the two fourth rounders we traded because uh, we had four <laughs> uh, so yeah um, I guess I'll jump in uh, it yeah, seems but... like you know Lou, Lou seems like he knows what he's talking about with his penguins. Um McGann's yeah, he's a he's a young guy. Um he's I think I think he has he has some a lot of upside, but they're gonna have to develop him. So I think the Penguins can do that. But like you said, Broussard, I I think Broussard is he's like he's not a third line center. He's not the kind of guy who can play in the third line. He needs to be on the top two lines with like uh, some superstars and when you have, you know, Malkin and Crosby, it's tough to do that. So I think he'll be good for the Panthers. Um, and that's why I think this is a pretty even even trade because Bukestad is obviously going to be a fucking beast. It'll be another, like, Malkin kind of fucking maniac fucking mutant out there. But um, uh, And then you get the draft picks. Like you said, Siege, three draft picks for Florida and – I think I think it's a good trade both ways because Florida obviously isn't going anywhere this year, so you gotta you gotta toss things around and see where things are going, and boom. Uh, so before could... Siege, before you jump in, um, also I just wanted to, one thing that was like I thought major upside for Pittsburgh and not so much for Florida was especially for like where they are right now, like with their windows. Um, Pittsburgh gets younger. Um, Derek Broussard's 31. Uh, Riley Sheehan's, um, where, I have it written down here, sorry, uh, 27. And Bukestad's 26 and McCann's 22. So there's that upside. And both Bukestad, Bukestad's got two years left. Uh, McCann's got one year left. Both Riley Sheehan and Derek Broussard's are unrestricted free agents at the end of this year. Um, I don't think that's, 
that's uh, such a downside for Florida. I mean, because they needed a little bit of a switch up to be able to make their Florida I'm the best team in the second half type of run. Um, and I, the one thing about Bukestad, yes, his upside is Malkin, basically. Um, but he is he's sort of underachieved or been injured, hasn't he? That's I a mean, high ceiling, Malkin. <laughs> Yeah, of course it is, which is why you think it's great. And this could be one of those moves that a team, you know, perennial cup team like Pittsburgh is, makes. And you see, like, Bukestad and McCann uh, just go off in, like, or, like, McCann goes off in the second round and Bukestad scores, like, two game winners in the in the conference finals. I mean, that shit happens. Look, Chicago was the best at it while they were making their dynasty. And uh, it could be one of those moves, or you see, or do you see Bukestad just kind of level off and just be a big guy that um, can, you know, he's got his size. But uh, I, I am excited to see it. Uh, I love trade season. Easy. Well, keep it going, uh, Lou. Got anything? Uh, yeah, guys. Sorry. Am I okay here volume-wise? My mic just went out. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, you sound excellent. All sound right. fine to me. Uh, yeah, we got a couple more things. Uh, Patrick Kane hits uh, 900 points. I wanted to talk about this. Um, it, in Buffalo. Been, yeah, in Buffalo, uh, to Dad's chagrin. Um, youngest American to ever do so. Uh, did Got to 900 points 230 days before Jeremy Roenick did. Uh Kane's currently 12th all-time in American-born players, and with a little bit of math, if he plays the same amount of games as uh, the top American scores, uh, he will be the all-time scorer for American-born players. Patty fucking Showtime Kane. How how many points is he from uh, Madonna? Madonna's the top guy? No. Exactly. Taves, is is Taves only has like 720 points. Taves is Canadian, but... I don't care. I'm just saying like they've been growing up together like on the same team. Like I'm not saying American-wise, sorry. But yeah, no, Taves is absurd. Absurd. He is nasty. He's been that way since he came into the league, I feel like. And I can't believe how long he's been in the league. Because he still seems like that... First, that he was when he uh, came in onto the scene. Did you guys get to see? Uh, did, I, did, I don't know if we talked about this uh, last episode. The guy or the kid who interviewed players at the All Star game. They interviewed Kane, and they like, "How old are you? 30? He's like, "Yeah." So, like, that's all. And he's like, "You're old." Like he was like. Like offended that he was like being called thirty. So I don't think he'll. <laughs> I don't think he'll ever think he's older than like tw- twenty-one years old. Well, and that goes on to say if he plays as long as the top American players, like Lou said, I think Kane could probably go longer. He'll toast him. He'll toast him. Yeah. So so I did so I did some math earlier today. So see, nice Brett math. Hole, Brett Hole is <laughs> is the the leading scorer amongst Americans. Um. Wasn't Brett Hall born in Canada? Wasn't that like saying that, CJ? Well, no one's answered me, and I don't know. 
Well, he keeps being on the record sheet as the American who scored the most goals. So I don't know. Yeah, but I thought that like he was born in Canada, but uh, or maybe he no, it's because Bobby Hull is Canadian, and Brett was born in America, so he could play for either the Canadian or the U.S. Olympic team one year, or maybe it was for the World Cup or whatever the fuck competition it was, and Canada didn't pick him. Oh, all right. I think I I do remember what you're talking about. To your credit, CJ, uh, Brett Hull was born in Ontario, Canada. Oh, unbelievable. Okay. He gets gets one. Regardless. Who's in second? Who's in second then? Mike Madonna. Madonna? Yeah. Wow. Um, By a whopping uh, 17, 17 points. Tyler, what were you trying to say? Okay. Nothing. <laughs> anyway, so so if, if Patrick Kane plays the same amount as Brett Hull, uh, he will be – so Brett Hull has 1,391 points. Uh, Patty Kane will end up uh, just north of 1,400. Now, if he plays the same as the most games played by American, which is Chris Chelios at 1,651 games – which is roughly 400 more games than Brett Hull, then Patrick Kane will be uh, well over 1,600. Yeah, that's not, he's not going to play that many games, but he will play more games than uh, Brett Hull or Mike Modano. I can, I think I can predict that. That'll be my uh, Patrick Kane take for the, I think Mike Modano's probably got a good number. Mike Modano is 1,499 games. Ooh. Okay. That's got, pretty high. Got got scratched last last game of the year by Babcock. Well, what's Kaner at? Like seven hundred something games. Eight seventy three. Eight seventy three, and he's at nine hundred points. Unbelievable. Nine hundred and three. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, I uh, I did want to go over our scores because they've been getting tighter and tighter. Um. Yeah, so if we picking with the heart more than the head lately. <laughs> well, I feel like Lou got such a lead that, um, but you're still like actually you have been struggling, Lou. You're still way ahead. Um, so in last place is back to me. Um, I'm two wins behind Tyler at four hundred and eight, two seventy four and eighty. So Ty's got four, he's at four hundred and ten. 272 and 80. Yeah, that's that's pretty fucking good. 408 and 274. That's me in last place. Pretty good. Pretty record. What's how many OTT losses? 80. Okay. Um, and you are you have two more winners, two less losers, and also 80 overtimes. Gotcha. Um, ties at an even 900 points on the year. Uh, Lou, I'm with Patty Kane there, huh? <laughs> oh, wow, wow! I didn't even uh, didn't sharp, even think Lou. to make that connection. Very nice. Uh, Lou is sharp. In DJ, fact, he's DJ, you're a dummy for not fucking recognizing that one. <laughs> well, I guess that's why I have 896 points, and Lou has 917. Uh, Lou is at 419 winners. That's nine more than Tyler. He's 264 losers and 79 OT losers. 
what guys we're 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 really good at this well i mean we've consistently i mean two two of us have been playing hockey since the age of like four and two and the other one has been watching for that long so i'd hope so I mean, I, I I know a bunch of people I played hockey with my whole life. I don't think they even know um, that Vegas has a team. Okay, but like we watch religiously, like <laughs> like we watch. Okay. Hockey. I don't feel confident about a lot of like I told you guys. I I put money on these, and it's still like so. It's a crapshoot every night, and <laughs> the fact that we consistently put up over five hundred numbers, which over time, over a season, gets to be fucking four hundred and two fifty. Like that's pretty fucking yeah. good. Yeah, no, it, it is actually it is actually impressive. Boom, boom, baby. <laughs> anyway, uh, should we get back to real hockey? Yeah, yeah. So um, Antoine Vermet, uh, who won a Stanley Cup with the Chicago Blackhawks in twenty fifteen, has announced his retirement. Um. Was he in Arizona before or after Chicago? After. Was he in Chicago for a while? Do we have to talk he... about him for a while? <laughs> no, I just <laughs> no. He's but you know he played. Right, he go, played, played for four, fourteen seasons, one thousand forty six <laughs> NHL games. No, I, no, I'm sorry. He, he's a, he's a big beauty. I'm sure. I just I, I haven't heard a lot about him. I haven't heard about him in a while. But uh, he was unreal in the Blackhawks when they won those cups. So good for him. Hot soup. Um. So did you guys, uh, the Pens and Flyers, um, Woo! released released uh, jerseys. For the uh, Stadium Series game, they're going to play here soon. Um, What's here well, soon mean? Uh, I want to say it's next <laughs> weekend. It's at the link, bro. No, it's the twenty second. Oh, twenty second! Wow. Yeah, twenty second at the link. At the link, Pennsylvania rivalry. Uh, let's get into uh, these teams post post all-star break uh both have had two or three games uh ty you want to start with your fly guys well i don't know how much i went into it in the on the rant in the beginning but um so i i went to the bruins flyers game on thursday uh they had won five in a row before that um and i was just i, I had very nice seats uh, thank you to uh the owner of the red hat shout out but um I just I was chirping them the whole time. They looked like shit. They were being owned. The ice was tilted completely against them. The Bruins were just owning them. Pasternak scored an easy, easy power play goal where the you know the Flyers D was just the box was way too wide and just right through the middle. Boom, one timer goal. Um, so it looked like it, it was going to be a blowout. And then I think McAvoy took a rip. Like 45 seconds left in the first period, and Voracek collected it. As much as I check, I, I hate Voracek. Hit Drew on a breakaway, and Drew buried it on Rask, and it really changes the game. So um, the 
Flyers build it off that. Their power play is probably the worst power play in the first, I mean, I guess before the All-Star break, and now it's starting to click. Um, they were two for two against the Bruins, so that was the difference. And they were four for five today um, against the Oilers, where Connor McDavid was everywhere. He was nasty. I don't know if anyone saw his goal where he just fucking went zero to 90 million miles an hour, just sniped. John Carter Hart, who I with like we started four guys hanging off of him. Yes, yeah, he just skated yes. away from everyone, and everyone was in front of him. So, so uh, I did get to see I, that. I texted you guys like before that he was everywhere. Like he was creating everything. Like like I said, Carter Hart was standing on his dick, but he, oh, Connor McDavid was he was everywhere. A bunch of Canadians going at it. It's funny because you texted me literally that Connor mcdavid is everywhere and um and then he did it and I, I, yeah. well he scored and then the uh the color guy uh i was watching it on the nhl app so i don't know which uh broadcast i think it was the flyers broadcast and he was like man uh <laughs> mcdavid is everywhere <laughs> i was like Shit. i was like yeah tyler just texted that to me <laughs> sheesh yeah, we had a, I told Lou we had an Air, uh, Air Force hockey event, um, which was cool because they were in town to play Bentley. So uh, they were hockey people talking talking up some people, but they noticed that I was just like kind of paying attention to the Flyers game. <laughs> and I was like, ah! And then right around, obviously, when it starts to get busy and, you know, there's a million people there, we're going into overtime. It's just like, oh, Jesus Christ. And then uh, Nolan Patrick blows it with nine seconds left because he just scored it. Could have just ended my misery, but you blew it. And then uh, and then he scored in overtime, so it didn't matter. <laughs> just kidding. All right. Well, I guess we got to go to the other side of the uh, Pennsylvania rivalry, uh, Lou. Uh, do we? Um, yeah, we do. <laughs> Lou, uh, let's talk about your Penguins did lose today. Um, yeah, yeah, tough one. <laughs> came out, came out firing. Two, two quick goals, and then uh, outside of the last eight minutes of the third, it was all Toronto. Um, that being said, we are still um, Malkin's out for just the weekend. He's expected back uh, next week. Um, we have Justin Schultz is has practiced in a contact jersey, which I didn't think was going to happen this season. But we're about to get Justin Schultz back. We're going to get Malkin back. I we're thought – Aston Reese back. Lou, mm-hmm. sorry. I thought that's why you guys got rid of Olesiak because Schultz was he, – he's going to come back. That's Yeah, no, I know. Well, that's, that's oh, pretty yeah. much what it is. But I like – I didn't think we were going to have him back at all. Like, and I'm talking about like when it happened because – uh, I mean, a fractured leg is is usually a pretty long recovery. So it's going to be, and I mean, honestly, also the reason I'm not Alexiak, a doctor, but <laughs> the reason the reason Alexiak also another part of that is the kind of appearance of um, uh, Marcus Pedersen and uh, ooh, I don't know, what's uh, Ricola. Yes, I'm trying to think of his first name. <laughs> Um, yeah, he's a Finnish defenseman named Ricola. I just, I really hope during home games when he like scores, they play that sound. I want to, uh, 
There's no chance they're going to do that. But uh, I want to <laughs> say, I think it's crazy that Dallas just traded back. Like, the original trade was yeah, the West yeah. fourth yeah. rounder. And it it just didn't happen. The trade never happened. That's the crazy, like, clearly, I think, Lou, you said it, like, you you can see that he's useful, or someone said that, maybe Pittsburgh Dan said that, like, he, you could see how he's useful in Pittsburgh, like, we can use him that way, but the they, we gave you a player for a nobody, a, a literally a who knows, and you don't want him, and you're going to trade him back for another who knows, like, the same who knows, like, that's crazy. Crazy! Like get best, get something better. Is, the Dallas best part is so Alexiak signed a contract while he was in Pittsburgh. What? <laughs> I said the best part is Alexiak signed a contract when he was in Pittsburgh. Uh, yeah, it's just like yeah. How so stupid. Dallas just got him for more money. <laughs> yeah, it's so stupid. Like, uh, what are you doing? I don't fucking understand the Dallas stupid. side of that. Go go go! Chirp your fucking own players and then trade players who you hate you want to get rid of and then take them back for the same amount and uh just pay him a little bit more okay <laughs> well maybe they just like him more now you know maybe they they saw him shine in pittsburgh and they're like oh um we need this now that we have fucking heisken in no that's very true but uh negotiate a little bit a for once <laughs> And like, hey, anchor it. Uh, we didn't like him. Uh, we'll take him back though, maybe. And, uh, oh, maybe not for a fourth round. <laughs> and the best part is too, like before before the Alexiak trade, Pittsburgh had four fourth round picks coming up next year. So they lost one to the elect for the Alexiak trade. Oh no, I'm sorry, they got one for that. So they had three. They got that one. But, and then they lose two in the Florida trade, so they still have two fourth round picks. Yeah, I mean the Penguins GM knows what he's doing. Uh, just to get all of the Penguins shit out of the way, let's uh, go back a couple days. Uh, Penguins bolts Pens did actually oh. win this one. Uh, Lou, I know you wanted to touch on that. Yeah, just like a really really solid game. Uh, Malkin looked tremendous. I think he had two or three points um, just I mean not and not to mention Murray played Murray played really well because um, because Tampa was coming for for parts of that game but uh, we're looking for, we were looking for the shutout but uh, they they were you know it's tough to shut that team out um, they ended up uh, putting a couple in in the third but um, really proving what they can do Um and I'll, I'll chalk up the, the loss to the Devils uh, in the first game back to too much rest, and we just can't beat the Devils. Yeah, I did saw, you get to see the game? Yeah. Yeah, I, I saw some of it, yeah. Um, definitely thought Pittsburgh was probably going to win. I don't know why. Um, just coming off the break, I feel like everyone thought the Lightning were going to win, so it seemed like just go with the Penguins, of course. Um and they're hot right now, even off the all-star break. But um, the – which goal is it? Fucking uh, – uh, oh, no, no, I want to talk about the hit. Um, it was oh. in that game, I believe, right, on Latang. Yeah, so, uh, so – On Paquette, I believe, or Paquette hit Latang. Uh, might have been Killorn. 
Mm, I don't know. But there were, there were a couple. There were like four or five pretty big hits in the opening couple minutes of that game. No, I, I'm talking about the one where Latang got hit uh, and he got kind of hurt in the corner. He kind of was bringing a breakout pass, and he was he was watching his pass, but it really wasn't even that long. Like I did, I really don't think it was late at all. Might have been boarding. I think we kind of chatted about this recently, uh, us three, but um. We got to figure out what hit it is, but uh, I don't. I don't think it was that bad, and I'm glad nothing uh, came of it. No. So, like from from what I remember, I mean, the angle they kept, and again, I, I missed the like first five minutes of the game, um, but the angle they kept showing was the bad one, of course. Um, but uh, he was kind of yeah, he was in the kind of right corners defensive zone, facing out, and he made a pass. Um, and Pocket or whoever it was kind of did come from behind him and kind of, I mean, got him like in the back a little bit, like not squaring the numbers at all. To um, give it, sorry, Lou, to give it context, he got a DDD pass and he, and he's a righty in the right corner and he took it on his backhand, which is, and he took it on his backhand where he's facing the wall where you can easily take that on your backhand uh, while you're facing, you know, the guy who's passing it to you, but he decided to do that. And then he looks cross ice and he makes a pass to the swinging center, which obviously is the right play. But when you do that, you know, you, you, you know, you give yourself up to someone who's coming on you and fucking, he was right there. Like he, he lets the pass go and he fucking levels them. And I, I think it easily, like I said, could have been a boarding because Latang was kind of a dangerous, uh, just, Distance away from the boards, but that's a bang bang play. Or a- yeah, no, no, I don't, I don't think it sh- anything should have happened. Um, I mean, like he didn't, he didn't go into the boards. He was at an angle, kind of in the corner where he was almost up facing up ice. So it, it could have been worse. Um, I mean, like it, it maybe could have been a two minute penalty, but it wasn't even. Uh, um, and I'll be honest, if the, if that's what got Tanger going that game, then God bless it, because the man had a hell of a game. Yeah, this is um, it's it's a little preview as to the kind of um, the kind of games we're going to get to see here coming up uh, when we get closer and closer to playoff time. The Lightning have been in a couple games like that since the All Star break. Um, both uh, want to beat them, yeah. Teams teams are playing them like they're the top, top team, and they're going to come out and fucking give them their best shot. Yeah, and you know what? The Lightning are playing. They're playing tough, and they're still beating everyone, uh, or at least close <laughs> to. Um, because even in uh, when my Isles played them on Friday, I think it was, it was physical from the very get-go. And uh, I know that's exactly how the Penguin game started, too. So, uh did they're we just talk about the Islander game. No, no, I I just uh, brought it up real briefly because I think that we're was... finally uh, starting to segue away from Pittsburgh. Yeah, no, that was uh, that was uh, I didn't get to watch the whole game, but I saw highlights and I actually tuned in for the. I checked on my phone, so I put it on when it was in overtime, and I pretty much missed the end of overtime. But I saw the shootout, 
and uh tough one for the Islanders, but it was a six shootout. Like it was obviously zero zero game. And, yeah, what uh, the fuck was tough. Grice? What was Grice doing? By the way, I like dude, dude, you can't you can't blame him at all. Like Hedman, you never you have no you know pretty much no film on him if they ever I, they do that. I know they do. But um dude, he could do anything. He's so tall, he could take a slap shot. He could fucking deke it. He could he could reach around you like backhand roof it. Like it, you he could do anything. Like so you stand up and he almost made a bad save. Almost. But yeah. yeah. It's hard. It's hard to say that, man. At the end I don't of the day, like, like no, I, Ty, I don't like when I see a goalie um, pop up in his stance at, at a shot. Like, he, he, when when Hedman shot that, his whole body went up. It, like, and that's when he kind of, like, tossed the leg out because he knew he was beat. Um, yeah. I'm not saying you have to go down. Obviously, uh, a lot of times that puts you at a disadvantage. But you can't, the, your chest has to stay square over your knees. Um, because as soon as you pop up, you, you, you can no longer move side to side. Yeah. That was an interesting strategy, um, in the shootout as well, because like, you're not worried about rebounds whatsoever. So why would you kind of do that? You're right. I, I, I agree. It was, it's strange to see it. And I, I think probably he wasn't thinking Hedman was just going to shoot. He was thinking Hedman was going to deke and he was kind of coming out at him. And Hedman literally just snapped it because he's yeah. a fucking beast, and just and, right by his hip, and just he had no chance. And and to your point, obviously, this is Victor Hedman coming down, and Grice got fooled. That's that's pretty much all that happened. Um, but the whole game, it takes it takes a really good game to be zero zero, and for you to not want to turn away. Tough uh, way to go. Tough way to lose. But, but um, it was a, I don't know. Uh, we've we we're uh, one one and one against Tampa Bay this year, and that's the, in our series. So that's I, I like I like that. Um, you know, g- coming down the home stretch here, my, my Islanders are, are actually good. They like I, I'm starting to finally uh, feel like I can boast a little or like puff up my chest a little bit. Um, Number four in the league right now. Yeah, that's got to be the surprise of the season. Just talk uh, about yeah. talk about coming yeah. off of like you lost Tavares and you added Matt Martin, <laughs> like and Uncle Leo. Yeah, 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 and Leo Komarov. Like, I will. Uh, I will say, CJ, I'm, I'm very happy for you. Um, but don't, <laughs> don't, don't boast too much because. It's early, so like I kept you, it pretty low key, haven't I? You yes. have, you have, but like, don't announce anything either. Like, you haven't done shit, you know. All all I've done is tell us, make sure everybody knows exactly where they are, um, and how they've been doing it. In my opinion, that's why I hate baseball. Well, I don't hate baseball. I love the Red Sox. Fuck, um, but. Uh, I I just get so annoyed when they celebrate when they like make the like they win the wild card game like they they barely even made the playoffs and there's champagne and showers everything like 
you're not okay now you're in the playoffs like and you're celebrating with champagne for that like and then every round every round you're fucking going champagne 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 so stupid like you haven't won anything you haven't won anything Uh, I, i will certainly not be popping bottles uh when we make the playoffs. So don't worry. Don't worry about me on that account. Oh man. Take I'm note, just, everybody. So you want the bottles, when, when they make the playoffs. Uh yeah. Yeah, okay. It's officially been jinxed. Will, no. will the Sabres make the playoffs? Dad thinks no way. Dad thinks they're gonna drop all seven of these home games. It was fun. All right, that's not gonna happen. I think I'm gonna bet on. Them. I think I'm, I'm just gonna take them every time, lose every time. <laughs> see what happens. Uh, um, see, this is why I think I can say that the Islanders are in. Who is gonna pass them at this point? They're they're what uh, ten points? Well, I will say they are passable until they clinch. <laughs> Oh well, that's oh that's good, fucking deep. Good, good prediction. Good prediction. I mean, Pirates <laughs> won like seven that? in a row, so they're due for like a, a ten-game losing streak at some point. Um, so I wouldn't say them. Uh, Columbus, maybe. I can see five straight though. Not to mention if they, if this keeps up, how how fast are they going to move Panarin or Bob? No. Oh, I could see Columbus getting hot. I really, uh, I really could. I, I think it's such a knife edge with the deadline coming up. If they what? don't, if, it, with the deadline coming up, if they don't, it's a what? It. I said they're on a knife's edge. Yeah, that's that's a correct expression. I, yes. I feel like I, I accept that expression. Sorry, I like, had never heard sorry. it. Sorry. Now that now now that I need to explain it, like they could, they could any any kind of movement they could fall on either side of the knife's edge. It's usually good or bad. So I'm just yeah, saying, like with, winning with, good, losing bad. Yeah, but if this keeps, <laughs> if they keep losing, they got to do something. Because if they keep losing, don't make the playoffs, and then they lose Panarin and Bob for nothing. That's brutal. Yeah, but they could easily make the playoffs with Panarin and Bob. Yes, but I'm saying, as a general manager, if this five-game losing streak turns into eight or ten... I don't like when the NHL is treated like the NBA. You can win no matter what position you get in in the playoffs. It doesn't I, matter. I, they see, could be they could be the they, eighth team in and sweep the bolts. It fuck yeah, it yeah. very unlikely. They they've only got a three point lead uh, with a f- five game losing streak. So you don't want to make a run? Give up even though you're in a spot. That's the that's right. worse than the Dallas guys telling him his team is shit and they're actually they're well they're the Rangers in the, the Rangers were four points out of the playoffs last year when they sold everyone. I and I think that was stupid. <laughs> I mean, yes, you got to look at your long term goals, of course. But if you have a chance to make a cup run, wouldn't you rather at least make the run and then start over? 
I guess that's what the that's yeah. But the what you what you could get for those two players, you're still not going to get their maximum value anymore, because if they're on the block and being shopped around, then people know that they're uh, they they have to get rid of them. If they're going down that road, and the real value would have been last. Hello. Go ahead, Ty. You can jump in. Um, did you guys hear what Connor McDavid said uh, recently? They asked him about, you know, just the season and why they, for the lack of better words, why they suck. Um, and, you know, he's like, you know, this this day and age, it's, it's different. You know, look at the Devils. Last year, they were really good. They were really, really good. And this year, you know, not so much. Us. You know, we were really good, you know, two years ago. Now, now we're not good. Um, he, he was like, it's it's every other year. You know, it's it's really hard to tell. And it's, it's, it's a hard league, basically. It's just, it's kind of McDavid saying that. It's wild. It's kind of, I think that was Duncan Keith, though. Maybe, but I don't think so. That's a tough mix-up. Pretty sure Connor McDavid said that. I'm not really gonna look it up right now. Can we just D- like Duncan Keith up? after Duncan Keith after being asked if he was uh, like if he was like up for a rebuild, and he said, "What's a rebuild or a retool? Who knows what it is? New Jersey was good last year, and now they're not good this year. So what happened? I don't know. The league's different now. One year you're good, the next you're not. Man, Ty, no mistakes." You're right. <laughs> Got that. Yeah, lose quick on that phone. Yeah, but what the hell was what was that? What the hell was McDavid talking about? Fuck, I had something. McDavid is is just he's sad because he's really really fucking good. Still might what? be the best player in the league. <laughs> so also the during the Pens Bolts game, I promise this is not Penguins related. Uh, Kendall Colleen Schofield uh, made her NHL broadcasting debut. Uh, got to sit between the benches with Pierre. Yeah, I really thought, uh, Ty, you were going to talk about that when I threw it to you, but um, you went down some strange Latang wormhole. <laughs> so I'll yeah. let you. I'll let you redeem yourself if you like. Yeah, uh, I tried to find a video of. In the beginning, Pierre kind of acts like Ken Coin Showfield doesn't really know what hockey is, and he just like, <laughs> like, "Oh, Tampa's on this side." The other team is the Penguins. It's just like, oh Jesus, man, she's she played hockey her whole life. Like, at, like each one of us, like Jesus. And uh, he did he did too much, in my opinion. But uh, like I said, I don't have the video, and uh, I don't have much evidence right now. So Pierre just being Pierre for the most part. Yeah, you know, I feel like I gave Pierre a bone last week. And Ty even like even like gave me the almost thumbs up for giving Pierre a bone, and then he goes and treats Kendall Coyne like she's uh, a little African child that's never seen ice before. Yeah, come like, on, uh, yeah. like a gold medal, two silvers, and like six world championships, like that. Yeah, she knows what hockey is. God. Like this is why I, this is why I ended my positive Pierre statement last week with a. 
he still does stupid says stupid shit sometimes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, right. what are you gonna... So yeah, you finally saw the video, so I don't feel like a dummy. No, I, I completely I agreed with you the whole time you were telling me about it. Um, but anyway, beyond beyond Pierre's uh, ineptitude, um, I thought I thought uh, Ooh. Kendall Kendall Coin uh, did did pretty well. I mean, there were there were a couple kind of random awkward silences, but uh, it's the first time she's ever broadcasted a game, and in that regard, I think she did tremendously well. Yeah, less awkward silences than we got. <laughs> We've been doing this for months. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we don't do too bad. Hey, you guys want to do one right now? Nice, nice. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, did you guys? Did you guys see uh, Nick Foligno? Uh, a couple of nights ago, uh, some kids came to the game with a sign. Apparently, uh, Nick Foligno's father, Mike Foligno, gave this kid a stick in 1987. So lo and behold, he now lives in Columbus, and he brings his two sons to a hockey game and gets with a sign, and then Nick Foligno gives them a stick. <laughs> so two generations of kids receiving two generations of Foligno sticks. See, I love hockey. I love hockey. Awesome. <laughs> That's it. I feel like it's a hockey's the only sport where you hear a story like that, where like no randomly, it, it's it's like maybe because it's a smaller community of of fans and players, but so cool. Fans and players. It's a smaller community of fans and players. Are you okay? <laughs> I think I think uh, we got Tyler playing day to day here. I thought you said phantom players, and I was like, what are you talking about, man? But yeah, I'm day-to-day on nothing. <laughs> Mom's going <laughs> to text you after this episode airs. Um, anyway, we need to get to Pop Stars of the Week. Yes, we do. So, so uh, I'm going to go first. Uh, ben Bishop is my Pop Star of the Week. Um, he's played two games out of the all-star break, um, and he stopped 51 of 52, I believe. Um, yeah, one, one, nothing shutout win. And, uh, he gave up one tonight, I believe, uh, in a win against, uh, the predators. So Ben Bishop, uh, really standing on his head coming out of that all-star break, uh, Dallas in a, in a playoff spot, uh, third in the central to, uh, to be, Exact. Yeah, that that Dallas CEO is real high and mighty right now. Oh yeah, it's his fault that they're there. <laughs> That's why I gave the star to him. Dummy. Oh, I, yeah, I, I still I can't believe that. But uh, go ahead. Uh, whoever is ready can go. I got. Hello? I got. Uh, sorry. Uh, um, yeah. Go ahead. Um. I'm gonna I gotta kinda go against my bones here and uh pick Carter Hart. Fuck you. <laughs> was that who you were gonna pick? Of course it was. <laughs> He's a fucking beast. Uh I'm happy you did though. That's awesome. Uh yeah. and you know, yeah, I mean I can't I can't deny the Flyers are on a seven game winning streak. Um and certainly making things interesting for him. They do that. 
That's all you got? You don't want to talk about Carter Hart? No, I'm just saying he was he had a hell of a January. I'm pretty sure he was six one and one. Um, I don't know. <laughs> he was he was my pick. God damn. Man, uh, stat guy with with uh, the stats. <laughs> Not very many stats. I was was ready to go at 8 o'clock this morning. And now I'm sitting here at (laughs) 2.30 with you hooligans. Um, Good point. Although I don't feel like I'm wrapped into the hooligan. I'm more on your team, Lou. That's true. It was mostly Tyler's. And not mostly. It was 100% Tyler's fault. (laughs) I'm sorry. I thought this was America. (laughs) You... you, Uh, (laughs) <laughs> this is, well, this is uh, you can either this further democracy. Tyler, you can either further elaborate on Carter Hart or you can pick someone else. Well, he certainly has to pick someone else. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm gonna do both. Carter Hart Cart and uh CJ, I want to give CJ props because I've heard multiple people say it and I've seen comments on the internet, the World Wide Web, that um he's compared to Carrie Price. And how he's just a kind of a, a big old body and he's very fucking calm and just stays in there and he's very sound and just is in the right position at the right time and boom, he's making the right plays. And no matter what, I learned this in lacrosse, you gotta have a short memory. Short memory. Cause you gotta just get back into it. Get back into it. And he's very fucking good at that because the Flyers defense sucks. And uh, hopefully it gets better, but Cutter Hart is was my pop's pick of the week. But instead, I'm just going to give it to Claude Giroux because he's my boy. And I got to see him score on a breakaway at the Boston Garden. Score right, four rows off the ice, boom. He gave it a little, it was a single deke, not a triple deke. But a uh, single deke rip on Tuka Rask. See it, bud. And uh, Claude Giroux. Thanks, G. Boom. I, uh, I appreciate the credit for my uh, heart price comparison. I, don't, I, I was trying to remember when I made that, so I'm glad you brought it up because um, I remember saying it, but I didn't know if it was on the podcast or like <laughs> through text, so I'm pretty pumped that you remember that. Yeah, it definitely happened. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't dreaming. <laughs> right. I, uh, I don't, I don't say a whole lot of smart shit on the show, so uh, it's kind of cool when it happens. No, it's uh, it was a lot of fun to be like right by Carter Hart. I mean, I'm not a fan girling. I hope too not too much, but for the for only one period, he was just. You know, nothing, nothing phased him at all. Like, obviously, the Bruins and Marchand and everyone are getting in his face, and he's just, you know, he, he takes a little, he does a little skate to the corner, like many goalies do. But it seemed like nothing really bothered him whatsoever. So, Lou, see, that's Lou. good for good for Philly because a lot of things can bother you in Philly. Oh. <laughs> Lou, do you think it's acceptable for Flyers fans to fangirl over any goalie that shows any signs of greatness? Yes, because they, <laughs> seem, they seem to show signs of greatness as soon as they leave Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah, so this is kind of new. Have I ever fangirled on a goalie, though? I don't think. Well, no. Rome, check on it. 
Yes. <laughs> Roman Checkmatic. You're right. I did. I loved Roman, man. I love that guy. So um, I, I think of uh, uh, Look, players we would be. Find that guy. Get him on the pod. We could probably get Roman. I bet we fucking can. <laughs> I remember um, when Lewis, Tyler, and I were kids, and even to when we were almost weren't kids anymore, it was knee hockey in the basement. Uh, it was kind of our go-to, and we always picked kind of our favorite players, even from when we were li- little. And that's how I know Tyler uh, definitely uh, fangirled out on Roman Czechmonic because he was always Roman Czechmonic when he was between the pipes. Um, I'm trying to remember, Lou, were you like Mitch Hedberg between the pipes all the time? Possibly. Yeah, because that was it wasn't Barrasso by the time I was watching, so it probably was Hedberg. Oh, Moose. no, you might have been Barrasso a few times, too. Yeah, but oddly enough, my, oh. my out player, always Stevie Wine. You, yeah, he liked him. You were Yager a lot. That's true. Had the Yager jersey. Dad used to have a little thing signed by Yager. I wonder if he still has that. Oh, I thought I thought you had that. Um, I know Dad got it signed. Oh, I hope I'm not because I don't have it anymore. Uh, I, I kept the uh, Dad got the the picture of Pavel Bure signed, uh, so I still have that one. Um, Ty, who was who was your skater when we were playing knee hockey? Uh, I, I remember I had that Keith Primo stick. Ooh. Uh, oh, maybe, but. Recky? Kanye. Uh, oh, yeah. That's a tough one. I, I want to say I was Robert Esch also besides Roman Jackmonic, but... Um, Maybe a little Brian Boucher? Oh, baby. Maybe Brian Boucher came and won the Bowman Bow. Sheesh. Mike Richards, I feel like I hate saying that, but uh, I love them. And uh, he has a pickle pants. But, uh, I, yeah, besides Gagne and him, maybe mm, Primo. I said Primo, right? Yeah, you started with that. Lindros. No. Forget about Primo. I never, I was, no, I never, I never played it. Some. I feel like you were Mark Recchi maybe sometimes. Yeah, good call. Or were you ever LeClaire? Love, love John. <laughs> All right, well, before we get out of here, as it uh, is... <laughs> Who are uh, you guys? <laughs> it's now almost Super Bowl Sunday for all of us. Um, oh, yeah, we, 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 I guess we, we have to talk picks. about it. <laughs> um, oh. So genuinely, who do you guys think will win the Super Bowl? Oh, you got to pick a score too. All right. Um, I think. What was the score of the Rams Titans game? Because that's going to be the score, and uh, Sony Michelle is going to get stopped like a yard before the goal line, and the Rams are going to win the Super Bowl. What the Rams are going to pull a one-yard stop again? It's going to be the same thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I- that's my prediction. I don't no. remember what the score was, but I'm picking that score. All right, hold on. Go ahead, Ty. 
Um, I think it's going to be a blowout. It was 23-16. Yeah. 23-16. Yep. 23-16 LA. I think it's going to be a 14-point game going into the fourth quarter. Um, I I think the Patriots will def- probably win. Slight chance the Rams are up 14 going into the fourth quarter. Who knows? And then you never know if that continues to go when, or if that's come back. But I've seen too many places, and I've been to spots in Boston to uh, say anything else because I just I just want this nightmare, nightmare to be over. You know. So, so, gotta, so you're not going to predict at all. Oh, what do you want? Pick a score. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, sorry. You didn't uh, even pick a winner. You didn't even pick a winner. You, Pats, you literally said thirty-two both. Rams fourteen. I'll You're take, all over the place. I'll take the mirror opposite of that, Ty. Sorry. Can I can I change that? <laughs> Pats thirty-eight, Rams twenty-eight. That's a little better. A little higher scoring than I would think, but uh, at least it's not crazy. I am all over the place, like you said. <laughs> yeah, um, awesome. we'll get through this. We'll get through this, bud, and we'll we'll get. We're almost there, uh, Lou. He, go ahead now that your your mirrors has been smashed. <laughs> uh, Thirty-two seventeen Rams. <laughs> Rams D line just decimates, and we get we get a we get a defensive MVP off the Rams D line. All right, all right. So uh, Vegas says Lou. What? Vegas. Uh, Aaron Donald is the second most likely to win the uh, MVP, like right behind uh, Tom Brady, Oswald, which is absurd because no one on defense ever wins the MVP. So hey, Rondé Barber. It's not right. Yeah, I know. We always say that. He's young. <laughs> was that was that Tampa no. Bay? Uh, yeah, that was when Tampa Bay destroyed Oakland. Nope, nope. It was Dexter Jackson. Dexter Jackson was the MVP. Really? Not Ronde. Um, Boom. Well, man, I've been lying to him for like fifteen got years. Got him back with the uh, and in the shape he's in. Still got you back. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I don't think it's going to happen because of that. Um, and it sucks because I want Donald and Sue to wreak havoc. I want that to be a big storyline. And I really hope it. I, I really hope it is because the Patriots have been quietly running it down everyone's fucking throat with Michelle and, you know, with the play action with White and shit like that. So, uh, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. That's what I'm saying. Last, last, last series. Michelle's gonna get stopped. Really? All right. It's gonna be exactly it, like Eddie George. I don't think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be one of those games where there's like an onside kick at like nine minutes left in the fourth quarter, and it's like, oh shit, like this game. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I guess we're due for a shitty Super Bowl. Sorry. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and, 
Any anything else, guys? Uh, no. Please, let's. Okay. End. So, as always, you can follow us on our social media. Uh, we are on Instagram and Twitter at the Heinemann Brothers Hockey Show. Uh, please give us a follow there. Uh, we'd really appreciate it if I could get if we could get some uh, reviews and uh, ratings on iTunes. Uh, that would help us out a lot. Uh, get us noticed on the on the platform for people just searching searching for hockey podcasts. Um, so please do us a favor and do that. Uh, as always, uh, check out our very good friends parlors. Um, and if you haven't already, they were on last week. So check out that episode. Um, they have a show coming up in March, I believe. Um, uh, in New York, uh, they're pretty much staying around the New York area. Uh, but uh, at the Delancey, yes, at the Delancey. Thank you, CJ. I think it's March second. Um, I could be wrong, but check out their Instagram, their Facebook um, uh, parlors. Uh, they're awesome. They do our intro, outro music. Um, and I think that is it for us. Thank God. Yeah. Um, yeah. Extra thanks to Parlors actually for coming on last week. They were excellent um bringing segments to the podcast and shit uh so yeah extra thanks for me yeah parlors they were fucking unbelievably right they uh they brought fire to the podcast so we uh we should take a little tab out of their playbook and start doing some more segments i mean i think we've tried but you know we didn't step up our game clearly because uh they were they were hilarious I will say we had a little bit of constraints this weekend between everybody's work schedule. Yes, but no you, will, you will never you will never miss us. At least we will be here. <laughs> um, hockey.